I'ma do what I do. Gang time, came in with my crew. Gang time, you ain't getting up high. Hang time, bout to run the gold era back. Rewind, rewind, taking my time, my time on the front line. Front line victory on my mind, my mind, yeah. Yeah, so today we don't have that fancy intro as you guys are hearing because um, our co host Garam Hamada delivering a dog and couldn't make it. So we'll just keep it simple and get into it. But today we have a pretty interesting guest, someone that's done a lot of cool stuff. I'm just looking at it right now. Um, Tina Helm, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. How's it going? Thank you. It's going pretty good. How are you? Hey, can't complain. I know we we're just talking about it. It's raining here. It's, uh, it's really gloomy, but as you can see from my zoom background i'm at a beach so i'm enjoying it and yeah it uh, looks very it looks very nice in your zoom background yeah <laughs> <laughs> i wish i was actually there um so yeah i guess if you can start with your little elevator p pitch you know tell people who you are and then what you're doing now yeah well um yeah i'm dina i am i'm not really sure what i'm doing right now what my elevator pitch would be um I yeah I'm kind of all over the place doing everything I graduated in 2019 um with engineering and I've done pretty much everything but engineering since then so yeah all over the place is correct because you've done a lot of cool stuff a song of entanglement that's a book that you wrote um you want to talk about that a little bit that, I think that's pretty cool thank you yeah I wrote it um I started it my like the semester I was graduating in 2019. Um, and I wrote about like 20 pages in Google Docs. And then I just kind of set it aside for like a year. And then quarantine hit and um, I still didn't write. <laughs> but then I got a job as like a, um, like a teaching aide where I was pretty much not doing anything. Cause it was like a very small class. It was like two kids, three kids, I think at most. Um, and I just had like all the time in the world to write. So I finally like finished it and I did the second draft and all of that. And I just published it in January. So, yeah. That's awesome. Um, first of all, congratulations. I didn't realize it was that recent. Um, is there a way like I can get my hands on that? Is it like on Amazon or where's that it's at? On Amazon in paperback and ebook form. And it's also on Barnes and Noble in paperback. Okay, and if you had to summarize what it's about for, like for me and also other people that are listening to this, like what would you say? Um, it's kind of, uh, well, it follows two young women. Um, one is named Hala, she's 17 years old. Um, and it starts with her planning her suicide, she wants to die. Um, but before she dies, she wants to, she's a musician, she wants to compose a series of songs that summarizes what her life is like. Um, and then some sort of things start happening. They're kind of weird. Um, and it follows this other woman, um, named Dina that I, you know, <laughs> I saw like another author she, she named the character after <laughs> herself. And I just thought it was really cool. Cause it made me like, I thought, is this real or is this like fiction? Like I have no idea. So I kind of wanted to do the same thing where like, I, you know, confuse readers on like whether or not this actually happened um dang 
that would kind of confuse myself if I was writing that I'm like wait is this book my real life or is this real life my real life yeah no exactly I like looked it up in that book I was reading by this woman who did that and I was like is was this real like did all of these like weird stuff happen to her like I don't know so it just it was cool it made me do a lot of research afterwards and I just I really like that um that sounds really interesting <laughs> but yeah the other woman it follows is Dina who's she's a scientist lives in New York City and this weird stuff starts happening to her and there's like they realize that um Dina and Hala are from different like parallel universes um and they start meeting and strange things start happening they start seeing these shadow people and there's a bunch of like I kind of threw in some like um some science stuff with it so like all of the facts that are in there are 100% correct. Um, it's just up to the reader if the story itself was real or not. Um, but everything Ooh. that I researched about parallel universes and like all of this is 100% correct. So, yeah. Okay, so I'm actually a big fan of parallel universes. And, um, you know, Nadia, uh, she did a her senior project for her dance thing was a uh, it was titled multiverse mm -hmm. um which by the way are those the same thing or i'm are those two different the multiverse things? is like the theory that there's like infinite parallel universes okay, okay. like the multiverse is the whole encapsulating thing. thing yeah okay okay yeah so we were talking about it we were driving one day and uh i was just like hey did you realize like this one little action if it was different this entire universe would be different and then we're just like we just our minds were blown and we just you know talked about it and she was inspired by that but um yeah so this your book is like is it about that or is, is that like is it like a theme or is it like a it is it's a theme it like goes into that so like that was something else that i had researched so i really i read a lot about this in my free time. Um, and there's one scientist that I follow um, called Dr. David Deutsch. Um, and I had read part of his book that talked about how every time there's like a, there's a theory that every time we make like a different decision, this universe splits off. And so in the decision, you know, yeah. the universe where we would have said yes, becomes a different universe. And the universe where we would have said no becomes another universe. Um, and so I talk about that in my book and there's another one talking about like um, shadow particles. It's something he's researched a lot of and has kind of come to the theory that like there's different, like I don't know if you remember that like the double slit experiment from like physics class from so many years ago. Um, uh -huh. And it just talks about how like there's a theory that like any weird phenomenon we see in our universe is actually the shadow particles of another parallel universe making themselves known Whoa. here yeah so i talk about that Dang. too that's why they start seeing like shadow people um because those are people they would have seen in another parallel universe but they had they okay, had Dina. okay <laughs> yeah yeah the, that's cool i'm a big fan of all of that so i didn't really look into you know what your book was about on purpose just so i could like hear from you but yeah, that's definitely got my attention now. And wow, so you started that um, May 2019. 
Yeah, which, uh, like two years ago. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, so for people that are listening, um, Dean and I, we both went to Wichita State. We both studied engineering. You did biomedical, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did CS, computer science. And we were actually at commencement. We had the same commencement time. And um, I think that was the last time I spoke to you before today. So yeah. I'm really glad, you know, wow, that's that's a lot of stuff since we last spoke. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I know you said you're like a little over the place and um, I follow you on Instagram. I've seen you done like some cool traveling, mm-hmm. you know? So where are some like, where are some of your favorite places that you've gone to either since graduation or just in general? Um, well, just in general, I mean, I've made it back to Palestine numerous times. Um, I was lucky enough to not everyone does get to. And that is, I mean, I have to say that's my favorite place. I just, I really miss it, especially now with like the weather and the rain. And I just, I miss the sunshine and like the people on the street, like selling food and stuff like that. Um, But after graduation, my friends and I first went to Ireland and then Scotland. Um, And so that was, that was really fun. Scotland, the people were really, really rude um but like it was pretty ireland was amazing we really liked that um and then we went to switzerland which was really expensive we pretty much just ate like day old bread and water <laughs> and that was it <laughs> um then beautiful, I, went, I bet yeah it was beautiful it was stunning um yeah it was beautiful um and then we, i made it to australia by myself i went there for three weeks um and then a friend and I went to Costa Rica after that for a week. And then wow. the pandemic started. <laughs> so how many of those places were post-grad? They were all post-grad. Those are those are all post-grad. Okay. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, I need to I need to get like that, man. That that's that's a lot of fun adventuring. Um and so yeah, I know you said Palestine was your hands down favorite and for good reason. Um but out of that other list which one would you say like if you were to tell me hey dude you need to go travel go to this place first like you need to go there you know I mean um like Costa Rica definitely Costa Rica was beautiful it was very lush like the rainforest is like amazing um and I liked the struggle of like not being able to understand the language like I understand Spanish and I was with a friend who's Puerto Rican and so she could speak Spanish, but it was like, it's it's nicer going, I don't know, it's it's an, a nice challenge going to a country where you don't speak the language. Um, I don't know, I think it's it's kind of fun. Um, oh yeah. But I also, I really liked Australia just cause it was like a, it was something new for me going there by myself. Um, and so that will hold like a special place in my heart because of that. Um, you said yeah. you went there by yourself, right? Yeah, I did. So these other places, did you go with other people or did you also solo those other places? No, all the other places I went with people. Okay. So then I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask, is that scary? And um, I mean, I know I you, you just, you're not moving there for good, for good, but you're visiting the place. You don't really know how to speak the language. Um, yeah. Does it help? I mean, I'm sure it helps, but would you still encourage people to go even if they don't know how to speak the language. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, I went, I chose Australia because I spoke the language and I was like, if I'm gonna go there alone, 
I don't need that added on top of it. It would be different if I was yeah. with other people. Um, and like at the time I was going, there were so many like reports of human trafficking had like been on the rise. And I was like, am I really like about to do this with all of this going on? Um, so, but I did it anyways, I was terrified. I was like at the airport in LA about to board my flight for Sydney. And I was like, I was texting my boyfriend and I was like, what if I just don't go? <laughs> like no you should go like it's an amazing experience I was like I was so terrified like I just I didn't want to go and then it on it ended up being like one of my favorite experiences ever so <laughs> well hey shout outs to him that yeah. I mean I, I that sounds like a great experience and terrifying at the same time just from that uh trafficking you know point but um yeah so how do you have any like travel hacks that you would tell people or did you just kind of um you just kind of made time for this planned it out ahead um yeah how did you do you have anything any advice i honestly i don't really plan ahead for traveling i kind of just see what's cheapest and then i just go for that um the one thing that i did look at because this was such a long trip was i had heard a friend talk about like house sitting while traveling and so i was like oh that's interesting so i found this website and um, I like contacted this family who wanted me to like, who wanted someone to watch their dogs while they were away in Melbourne. And I was like, I could do that. That's like free lodging. Uh, that's where I want to go anyways. So I first went to Cairns, which is like where like the Great Barrier Reef and like the rainforest, you see all of that stuff up there. And I paid for like an Airbnb there and Sydney, same thing. But then when I went to Melbourne, I was just like house sitting. <laughs> and so it was like free lodging. That's really smart. I never thought of that. So wait, how did you find this this family again? Um, like it's needed... through a website. I don't remember what it was called, but like if you look up house sitting, like traveling, travel house sitting, something like that, um, it should be like the very first one. Like it's like the most popular website that I used. Oh, okay. Yeah, that definitely saves you on lodging. And I mean, get some furry friends to to watch is that does that become like kind of annoying like when you have to watch I mean, them it was different because like in the other two places i could go out from like dawn to dusk and not worry about anything um but then when i went to melbourne i was like okay i actually have to come back a couple times in the day to let out the dogs or to like you know and then i had to also like take out the trash or like feed them or like i had additional responsibilities but that's why I made my stay in Melbourne longer. So I only stayed like a few days in the other places, like maybe five days. And then in the last one I stayed, I think like a week maybe so that I could like kind of make up for that. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a nice little hack. Okay. Thanks for, thanks for the share. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll definitely check that out. So right now you're in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. and um what originally took you to buffalo did you just go there for grad school initially or just wanted to get out of wichita i mean i wanted to get out of wichita but like i also wanted to take my time doing it i didn't want to move somewhere where like it wouldn't make sense like i had seen people from wichita move out and then move back within like two years because they hated where they yeah. were and i was like i want to make sure when i move out like 
I move out because I like Wichita, but um, I want to grow in a new city and I want to find like new opportunities and stuff like that. Um, so initially I was actually supposed to go to Tufts for grad school for math, um, but it was just like, honestly, it was too expensive. And I had just watched like Hassan Minaj's episode on Patriot Act about college tuition. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, okay, so like public universities are a lot better for this. Like they provide more opportunities and they're cheaper. So I ended up um, deciding on like a, the State University of New York at Buffalo um, because like I knew like it would be, I'd done the research. I was like, okay, Buffalo's as cheap to live in as Wichita. And I was not about to take any chances with that, with the pandemic and not being able to find work. Um, and it was just like, it's also like so close to Canada, which is also where my boyfriend lives. And so that was nice too. So there was just, there was a lot going for it. Um, that just kind of, it just made sense. Yeah. I mean, and the universe giving those signs, you're watching that, you know, Hassan Minaj episode and, you know, just the pandemic hitting and everything. So yeah, shout out to the universe. But, uh, I've also heard that cause I have some family, I think they just bought a home in Buffalo and they told me like how much they paid for it. And I was like, Whoa, that's like in New York. Like yeah. I didn't, I didn't believe it. Cause even yeah. out here, like I moved to the Philly area and it's obviously more expensive than Kansas. Yeah. So I do miss that about the Midwest is the cost of li living is a lot less. It is. Um, I also, I will say I miss the lack of like traffic. Like I miss that. Like, <sighs> I can go anywhere and it'll take me like 10, 15 minutes and that's it. And now in Buffalo, like I can't do that. If I want to go downtown, it's going to take me like 25 minutes. Um, it's oh nice. man, it's do nice you drive? Nice. You drive there? Yeah, I have a car and I brought my car with me and there's like a subway and there's like a bus system and stuff like that. But it's just like, I'm, I miss like <laughs> just driving anywhere in You're you're preaching man um in the last month i i've just uh found myself i was in new york jersey and then dc and jersey isn't bad and philly isn't bad um and that's just comparing it to new york and dc because mm -hmm. those places suck with traffic like yeah, I yeah. Can imagine. like it like a three-hour drive turns to like a four-hour drive yeah and but um I was just in traffic yesterday too. So I, I, I'm with you on that traffic. Yeah. I miss that from the Midwest. I like, I tried driving here once in Toronto and it was so stressful. It was so hectic. I had people honking at me and I was just following the laws. <laughs> so, oh, so much. <laughs> Poor Dina. <laughs> um, how long is that drive by the way? Um, it's only like an hour, hour and a half. Like it depends on how really? long the border the border control takes, but it's really it's really short. Like we're just over the border, yeah. Wow, that's I didn't realize that was that close. Cause, yeah, um, I have some family in Toronto as well, and one thing about Toronto that I know or I've heard a lot about is the poutine. Is that how you say it? By oh, the way, yeah, I don't know. I've never had poutine because like fries smothered in like gravy has just never <laughs> sounded appealing to me uh oh man uh yeah i mean i i i, I hear where you're coming from that does sound kind of kind of gross 
I don't know. I haven't tried it though. So like, I can't, I can't really knock it because I've never tried it, but I, there's a million, there's like a ton of poutine places here. And honestly in Buffalo too, like Buffalo is this really weird city. It feels like Canada, like, like baby Canada. Cause we have like Tim Hortons and there's poutine places and everyone loves hockey. And it's just like, so like interesting. Yeah. Like, am I in Canada right now? Maple like, syrup. <laughs> yeah maple yeah. well the maple syrup i think is still canadian but like just and like the okay. snow like it's just like yeah dang okay i'll have to maybe i'll have to check out buffalo then that's the quickest way i can get poutine man probably in the u.s yeah you're not gonna find it anywhere else <laughs> i don't know i've never it's just one of those things that you hear so much about that you're like okay i just gotta try it so it could be terrible like th like the way you described it, it didn't sound that that appealing. So now I don't know. Fair, but... I mean, I know some places like customize it. There's like pizza flavored poutine or like, I don't know what else they mean. Oh, but... you mean in the US? No, in Canada. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I was gonna say, that's not real poutine, come on. <laughs> that's no, like going not... to Taco Bell and saying that's Mexican food. Yeah, I mean, I think it caters to the tourists though. They're like, oh, I can have all yeah. these kinds of poutine. Amazing. Yeah, that's that's on my list. I I know you had me there for a second, but I still want to try poutine. Um, Let me so know then, how it is when you try it. Am I really gonna try before you? Probably, yeah. <laughs> oh. I mean, listen, when I come yeah. to Toronto, I'm here for like all of the other kinds of food. Like, there's so like so much Caribbean and like um, just like a ton of different types of like food because there's so many different immigrant populations here like I have never had such good Middle Eastern food as I have in North America as I have it like in Toronto so like it's like I come here like the other food is what like really draws me in here Toronto has like I think the highest population of pe like people from the Caribbean outside of the Caribbean itself which is crazy um because a lot of them just come here. And then there's also a ton of Middle Easterners and like just from all over, honestly, there's a lot of food that I that I, I love here. Wow, that's uh that's pretty telling if you're saying that's the best, you know, Middle Eastern food, because that's like my favorite kind of food. Well, I mean, Poutine, in North America, like you're not going to find better than like outside of the Middle East, but like in in America. Yeah, North America. In Buffalo, are you um? Do you, do you see yourself there? Is that just kind of your place? Um, um, I think it'll be my place for like a couple of years. Um, I don't really see myself for more than a couple of years. It seems like a good city just to hang out in for a little bit and just then kind of move on. Um, I recently got a job that's like full-time and remote. So I'm kind of free to go wherever now, which is really, really nice. Um, but like, I, I, it's a nice city to save up money in because it is so cheap. So like, I don't have to really worry about like rent or food or anything like that. Cause I'm like, it's a really cheap city. So that's nice. That is really nice. And congrats on that job, remote, remote life. I, I think it's the future. Um, so a lot of things with the future, some current trends, you know, with social media, TikTok is pretty big and Dude, I didn't know you were TikTok famous. How did that happen? <laughs> that was, 
that was completely accidental I'm not gonna lie to you I had no intentions of becoming TikTok famous and then it just kind of happened um it like started with that first like travel hack that I was telling you about like the house sitting that went uh-huh. viral and I gained like 30,000 followers like instantaneously from that so I started doing oh that. I'm not surprised at all you just told me that right now and I'm like I'm gonna go look at it right now how do I <laughs> just go travel to Australia yeah honestly no, yeah yeah but there's um so I started doing all these other travel hacks um and started working with like these brands would contact me to do like ads for them because it was getting bigger um which was really cool because I was like I have never been paid to like sponsor something before and then I had friends like message me they were like did I just see you like on YouTube in an ad or like on Snapchat in an ad and I was like yeah that's me (laughs) um that's cool (laughs) it was pretty crazy it was it was really interesting like it was totally new to me um but then like the pandemic hit and so I couldn't do I felt like morally I couldn't do any travel hacks because uh-huh. I was like, there's so many people losing their jobs. They can't afford stuff. Like they can't travel. Like I was like, let me, let me pivot here. So I started doing like um, financial advice in general to try and help some people out. So um, I started doing like some how to find like jobs to do online, like remote jobs, stuff like that. And like most recently, what has gotten me the most attention has been like some like tax tip that I've done. Um, that I've actually gotten like people emailing me about or messaging me on TikTok and they're like yo this like tax tip literally like saved my butt like I saved so much money like thanks to you and I was like oh thanks like that's really sweet of you Um, and now it's just kind of chilling I've been too busy to do anything for the last couple of months but yeah that's pretty much what it's been and I have like there's it went from like zero followers to like a hundred and 10,000 followers so when did you start getting on TikTok I mean did it happen so quickly I was on there I think for a few months before I went to Australia but then when I was in Australia I just I wanted to make some like cute videos to like memorialize my time there um and so I just I really wasn't looking for anything but I just started making these cute videos and then um, I made the travel hacks video and that's what really like blew up. Like nobody was really paying attention to my other travel videos as much because <laughs> they were just for me anyways. But, um, uh-huh. yeah, that's what kind of blew it up. Wow. That's, that's cool. Uh, I just followed you, I think last week cause oh, really? you know, we're talking about that. Yeah. So I'm going to go through it. I'm going to find these hacks, man, this tax tips, travel hacks. And you yeah. said, uh, what? like just financial advice and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's cool. And uh, I don't want to put you on the spot, but for people listening that want to check you out, what's what is your TikTok? Um, it's Dina, D-E-E-N-A, Green Vina. So <laughs> you'll, I think you'll find me if you just type in Dina. I'm one of the first ones that comes up, so. Dang, TikTok famous, that's what it, that's what it gets you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think there's one other Dina that's more famous than me. I think she's famous on Arab TikTok. Oh, okay makes sense makes sense that that's a lot of cool stuff you've done in like the two years since I spoke to you last um what's kind of some because I'm with you like you know I did engineering too and a lot of this stuff you don't it's just not like 
appealing. You're just mm-hmm. like, ugh, blah, you know? And I actually saw a tweet, um, I think it was a quote of Elon Musk, is like, uh, he's an engineer, but he didn't realize that until he had his own company, because then he can do his own engineering the way he wanted to. Mm-hmm. But until then, you're just kind of assembling some Legos that someone tells you to do, and just kind of not that, you know, fun, I guess. Yeah. So what would you tell people if they're feeling like they don't like what they're doing after a postgrad, just like any advice? Cause it seems like you've done quite well after graduation. Yeah. It's been like, I don't know. It doesn't feel like I've done quite well. I think that that will happen to most people regardless of where they're at in life. Cause a lot of people feel like they're not doing well um, when in reality, they're exactly where they should be. Um, but I just, I really wasn't, I wasn't feeling engineering. Like I had gone into biomedical engineering thinking that I was going to graduate and go into design um, and help design these devices, which would have been really cool. But I found all the entry-level jobs were just like, like just really, really boring. <laughs> like you just kind of yeah. technician, you're fixing equipment. I didn't want to fix equipment. I wanted to invent stuff. Um, right. And so I just like, I just did everything but that. I was like, initially it started out by, let me see if I can do like a, like a, a travel gap year before grad school. Um, and so that kind of ended up working out kind of um, before COVID hit. Um, and then I went to grad school thinking that I wanted to do math, um, which didn't end up working out. And then I thought I wanted to do biostatistics, which also didn't end up working out. And it's like, what I really want to do is just, like follow my passions i just i want to continue writing i want to like act i love acting and i really miss it and i i want to continue like pursuing like art you know and i just can't i can't do that as an engineer i'd be so stressed out all the time working like 70 hour weeks and like really and i was like i can honestly find any full-time job right now that pays well enough and like I think I just had to redefine my de- definition of success because before, you know, growing up like in an immigrant family, you're like, oh, success is like you get all A's, you get a good job, you like are an engineer or a doctor or a lawyer, you know, and you're like making good money. And it was like, that's no, oh, yeah. longer, <laughs> that's no longer my definition of success. It's like my success is like my happiness and my pursuit of art and like like creating things like I just I wasn't really able to do that for a long time studying engineering and now I am and it's like it's not the traditional definition of success I was raised with but like now it's it's mine and it's like it's making me happy so I like that definition a lot more success is your happiness yeah it's not like you know being a doctor an engineer lawyer whatever I mean, because you'll hate your life if you don't, you know, truly enjoy that stuff. Yeah, so. well, that's the thing is I was never, ever going to find meaning out of my life by being an engineer or a doctor or a lawyer. And I know some people can, and I'm very happy for them. But I know a, for a lot of people, like that happiness does not derive itself from your career path. It's yeah. whatever you do outside in your personal life. So... I've just been trying yeah, to- Yeah, and I think that's that that's definitely okay. You know, the, the career doesn't have to be your life. They could be a part of your life, you know? Yeah. And, you know, for some people whose 
life is their career and they're happy with it hey you know as long as you're happy right yeah that's really what matters is you know if somebody's really happy being an engineer and that's like their that's where their happiness comes from like all like power to them you know i'm definitely happy for them as long as people kind of find what brings them joy and like what makes them enjoy life because i i just know a lot of people struggle with like hating their life right now <laughs> yeah so. need more of that in this this world today so you know i'm with that i guess we're we're gonna just wrap it up uh do you have any closing remarks dina that you want to tell people um um, I would just say if you're like any age, if you're a college student, if you're, you've been working in the workforce for five, 20, 30 years, or if you're just like a high schooler, like your life is not on like a predestined path. You are allowed to do whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it. Um, I thought my life was on a predestined path and it totally isn't. So you can do, you, you have the choice to change it. Um, I guess that would be my closing remark. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, <laughs> I've, I found myself circling back to a lot of this, you know, the stuff that you're preaching now, right now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I love it. Um, well, thanks for hopping on Dina and we are out. So thanks for the listen people. I feel like Jordan in 95. I'm coming back. I feel more alive. Whipping my phone in overdrive. For me, I won't make it. I know you lie. Look me in the eyes. Cold brother, never terrified. Real father, never fall off. We multiply. Hungry for that competition. Really wish you would try. I won't show love in the game. I cannot lie. You gon' hate me on the day that I make it. If I do not make it, you know I'ma take it. Show me your record. Oh God, I'ma break it. Heart of a king, and I know that you hate it. If I'm not wearing the crown, I feel naked. Living low key, no, I'm not underrated. The referee dirty and opinionated. But God gave me game and I appreciate it.